0: all day. Yeah, I know. I'll show you for
1: last
2: further, faster, baby. We have a hot We're gonna
0: jump on a it's it's you. It's an idea. the is enemy Time a
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I'm joined by two of my awesome co-hosts. Uh, we are here discussing the latest MCU Disney Plus show, and I have to be joined by these two great guys. First off, welcome back, Brandon. Sir, how are you?
0: Man, I'm good, Phoenix. It's good to be back. It's uh life has been crazy lately, just a lot of school stuff going on, some work stuff going on. So had to take a little bit of break, even though we just we're just dipping into season two. Life has been absolutely crazy, but it is good to be back. It is good to be talking about more MCU projects with you guys. We got a big one for you guys. It's we 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 we're about to dive into like a giant rabbit hole of theories <laughs> and discussions in the future of the MCU. But oh my god, I cannot wait to talk about it. So Phoenix, I'm passing it back to you.
1: Well, you uh, you are excited. So am I. So is this guy. Please welcome back our great, grand, all-exalting, code-breaking champion, Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir?
2: I'm great, guys. I'm so excited to, to talk about this show. As Brandon said, new MCU content, of course. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> I'm just so excited to be back with you guys talking about this. So yeah, let's let's get straight into it.
1: My dream we have for the right to experience speech. What is grief, not I Okay. So we, we skipped over it, but if you, you clicked on this episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. It is Loki, the latest Disney Plus series to uh, arrive after WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We see what happens to Loki in Endgame as he collects the uh is that the tesseract yes yeah the tesseract in uh the original avengers and winds up somewhere in mongolia or or someplace but he gets caught by the tva the time variance authority and what happens there from there is pure insanity (laughs) so this This show was, what, six episodes long, about an hour. Each close to an hour. Yeah, each each close to an hour. And um, they packed a lot, a lot of things in each episode. So by the time we got to six, we knew we were on a different journey. Uh, So let's start off with just your overall thoughts on it. Nathan, why don't you kick us off? What were your overall thoughts on Loki?
2: Every minute that goes by, the more and more I'm liking this show. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly. Um, I, it, As you guys know, it took me a while to watch them. You know, I, I moved uh, locations. I moved states. I started a new job. There's a lot going on in my life, but it still was not a massive priority for me. If it was WandaVision, I would have been losing my mind. I would have been any free minute I had watching it. But... I just wasn't super intrigued with it. So I actually didn't end up watching episodes three through six until the week after six came out. So watch them all very recently. I didn't do the week by week binge like everyone else. And that doesn't mean I didn't love it. I just wasn't excited for it as it was progressing or as it started. But man, like I said, I really, really enjoyed the finale. We'll talk more about that. Um, But every minute that goes by, I'm liking this more and more. And I think they really did a phenomenal job um, with the writing, the depth as well of the story and its overall meaning. We'll, we'll get into all that. Of course, there's a few hiccups along the way in my mind, but yeah, overall thoughts were this was some great content. And to be honest with you, before it even started, I was like, really? I, I know Loki's a fan favorite. If you love Loki, I'm not trying to bash on him as a character, but. They've done this fake out death so many times. Really, they have to go back to the well and recycle him again. They've literally put a scene in Endgame to set up his show, really. <laughs> and this was obviously such a necessary show, obviously, it, with the events that occur. Um, really blew me away. So that's that's the long-winded answer for, for my thoughts on it.
1: All right. yeah, Brandon, what about yeah, I- you?
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to follow up
0: with Nathan was saying I, okay. So as far as towards the end, I, I, so, okay. We're talking about when we did our episode one and two review of this show and we discussed, we mentioned that I'm like, okay, I don't think Loki is back in the MCU for good. He's just like a variant. He's like off his timeline. So he's not really t- to the main MCU anymore. I was wrong about that. So <laughs> i'm gonna di- I'm, like i'm glad nathan brought that up because i completely forgot but i, I want to dial back and say like i'm am i glad that this show kicked off what i think is the complete future of the mcu yes am i glad loki uh, am i glad tom hiddleston is getting more work as loki yes am i glad loki keeps getting faked out as death like fake out deaths not really because we've seen loki die what let's see dying thor Died in Dark World. That, that's three times. Three times that he's died. Uh, and then he literally watched himself die in the first episode. So that's I guess that's four. Oh,
1: that's or or
0: five if you can conti- if you count him getting um pruned.
1: Right. It's a lot of depth for one character. <laughs> yeah. So, like
0: overall, like I, I overall, I, I love the show. I'm excited to see where the show or where uh, I guess. Oh, So season two has been confirmed. I'm really excited to see where season two goes and I'm excited to see where the future of the MCU goes, but I think you could have done this without Loki as far as for the future of the MCU, but I guess I, we got to roll with what we got now and I'm, am I, am I excited for it? Yes. All
1: right. Uh, I too was very, very hesitant. Uh, when starting this show, I was like, uh, I'm like I, I like the character of Loki. Like he's, but he's like not like one of my top ten favorite characters. Like you know, what I'm saying there's, there's Iron Man, there's Cap, there's you know what I'm saying there's Hawkeye, there's Black Widow, there's a bunch of people that I liked a little bit more than Loki. Um, so when he got his own show, I was I was curious, but I too was kind of late. Like I didn't watch like episodes three and four till like they came out together like you know what I'm saying I had to watch those uh in succession so um but it was a good show it was a really good show like a really fantastic show you mm-hmm. Nathan you're right on about the writing I thought the writing was really really strong here uh just very creative in how they did things uh Miss Minutes I I am such a big fan of <laughs> Of Tara Strong in that in that in that character, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about her later. But uh, overall, man, Loki was a wild, wild trip, uh, and it's it has me extra excited for where the MCU goes for it. So now, I, I, I feel like uh, if you clicked on here and you haven't seen all of Loki, you're probably making a big mistake. So. <laughs> but we are going to talk spoilers now so hopefully you've seen all six episodes if you if you're missing one please go back and revisit it before listening to the rest of this episode and then come back and tell us what you think so let's talk let's talk Loki spoilers Boy, Granted, kick us off man what what in your mind was the craziest thing that happened in this show
0: the thing that absolutely shocked me the most I think I think I think I feel like this might be the same for you guys is definitely when I mean I kind of saw Sylvie killing Kang happening well one they introduced Kang already and I'm so glad that happened because everyone was like oh Maybe he's just a lo- another Loki variant who wants control over all the timelines. Nah, that, that there's no way that's going to be it. I'm glad they didn't go that route. They brought in freaking Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. who is Marvel's next big daddy, is going to make Thanos look like a little baby. <laughs> because um, the the Kang that we got, the variant of Kang that we got in this one, um, was a nice guy. The one we're going to get... <laughs> As far as moving forward, now that Sylvie killed this guy, it's not very nice. I'm so glad Jonathan Majors is playing Kang because he can really bring out all all of his cards as to playing different versions of Kang. And I don't think we're ready to see Jonathan Majors kicking ass, killing Avengers left and right. (laughs) Because in the comics, that's what happens. So I think as far as Kang the Conqueror being in here and the multiverse starting... We're starting off phase four with the bang because I, I looked at Disney Plus um earlier under the Marvel section they put in timeline order. Uh, if you were to go back and watch timeline order of like after endgame, Loki comes first. So if you watch Loki immediately after, you're like, damn, did that really just happen? And then you and then you move to WandaVision and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So as far as the multiverse happening, I have a few I have a few theories. Um, that i want to talk about a little bit later but oh my god the multiverse forming is without a doubt like
1: the biggest shocker
0: for me for this whole series all
1: right nathan what about you
2: yeah i mean definitely what brandon said with kang being in it of course um i'm not a comic book reader but i'm a comic book aware -er. i'm aware of what goes on (laughs) in the comic books right um seeing Kang especially with it feels like so recently when they announced that Jonathan Majors was going to be Kang for some reason I feel like it was around Christmas time I could be completely wrong about that but it feels very recently um so the fact that they got him work already was was just extraordinary it it, to me it, it was because that casting was announced super recently and to see him pop up immediately and they were gonna use his character immediately is, is just cool to me and something we I don't recall seeing in the MCU for a character that is going to be playing numerous roles, not just one mm-hmm. role. Um or over numerous properties, I guess we should say, not just oh he's the villain for one movie. Um but the thing that kind of surprised me more overall was that this is the show that introduced the multiverse more so than WandaVision. I think they were definitely, just with what we had heard before we watched any of these Marvel shows, was we knew Wanda was going to be in Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Mm -hmm. We knew that she was extraordinarily powerful. And we learned through watching week by week before WandaVision concluded that she was a Nexus being and she had the capabilities of possibly creating the multiverse and then of course uh, spoiler for wandavision if you're here um you know leave if you haven't seen wandavision you know we see that ending of wandavision 2 where her kids call out and we were like oh there it is there it is she's gonna start the multiverse to rescue her kids <laughs> but no i mean loki is the show that started it and of course we've got spider-man far from Home coming. no way um, no I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. No way home. Um, I just, I personally would not have guessed that this physically was the show that would open up the multiverse. I I just didn't think that. Yeah. I didn't have that thought
1: either. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why the finale hit with such a bang. Like I just, I I, I think, and and this is You got to give this up to the genes of Kevin Pike. You you know that he was thinking they're going to think multiverse. In WandaVision,
2: not just not just Kevin Feige, but everyone that works at Marvel. You know, he he, everyone involved. We don't know their names, but thank you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know that that had to be coming up week to week to week. Like, how does this? How do we get the multiverse from this? And you know, you're not going to get that answer in Falcon and Winter Soldier, so it's enough time for you to like, you know, get it out of your mind. And then as Loki's progressing again, you're still not thinking. That we could get to that point and then we get to that point like so just very brilliantly laid out to just circumvent you very well and and then we we, we get the payoff so like for me like seeing seeing that payoff for the multiverse was incredible in loki
2: yeah like, absolutely i mean who who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought going in that it, you, you know between WandaVision and Loki that Loki would be the one to set up the mm-hmm. multiverse it's just it's so cool and and truly like you said Phoenix they had a plan all along and that's just so crazy and now going into to Spider-Man No Way Home and to Doctor Strange too like we're already going to be set up and kind of have an idea of how this works too so that's just that's great
1: hmm. Now, I do want to ask, maybe this is a little early to ask this, but um, Nathan, I know, like, as you were watching the episodes, you were a little bit confused about certain elements of of the show. What exactly was it that you were confused about?
2: Yeah, it's easy to say now that now that I've seen the ending picture, I can see how it all fit together. But at the time, I was confused because I didn't know they were going the multiverse route. I wasn't really sure what all the variant things were. I personally thought they did not do a very clear job of explaining, like there's this one timeline when someone messes around with time and it goes to another, um, like branch off. Mm -hmm. It's our job to come back and correct that as the, as the TVA, but we can't catch them all. So sometimes we gotta go. We, that's why we need your help. Or there's one that's just running amok that we can't... like. I just thought that was not... I I thought that was very confusing. It really was. Um, But as time went on and we got more of the picture, um, we understood it. And it was a different confusion than WandaVision. With WandaVision, it's like, okay, I can see what's going on, but I'm confused as far as how it's happening. Let's build theories for what exactly this is right this thing event a happened i'm confused on why that would happen let's build theories whereas loki was like event a happened okay well i don't i i don't know what that means <laughs> what w- what does that mean what is event a like stuff like that so i was a little confused yeah going in um maybe part of my um not Being as attentive. I mean, I wasn't on my phone or anything like that, but I wasn't as into it as I was some of the other shows played a part in that. But um, I I just think they also, again, now that we finished it and being able to see the full picture, I think they rushed it a little bit. They rushed the whole, we're the TVA. This is what we do. This is how we stop people. I think they did rush it a little bit.
1: The reason I bring that up is because uh, people did bring up a point, much like you, Nathan, where there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of a fear, as we're talking about the multiverse and all of that, that things could get more confused, you know, more confusing, as, as far as the, the timeline that we've been on for the past, you know, 12 years, 12, 13 years, and the one that we're going to go on now, and that concern about whether we'll be able to keep these things, I guess, simplified, as simplified as they can be, you know, I'm saying, for us to really understand what's going on in one timeline, what's going on in another, if we're if we're gonna do it that way or anything like that, do you have any of those concerns, Brandon? Um.
0: Okay, so my friend brought this up to me, and I think this dials into what we're talking about right now. I, okay, so you have everybody like who has been watching Marvel for the past 12 years, 12, 13 years. And someone, my friend of mine brought this up, and makes it, he makes a good point, is the MCU is no longer for the modern fan, like the common, like the basic fan now. Because yeah, it's you can kind of follow along, but with what just happened, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be confusing for the more common person, if that makes sense. So, I, I, I if that, if that kind of ties into what you were asking. Yes, um, because we've been following the the main story. Because like, even the opening credits that we got in episode six of just like, of the it's been a long, long time and all that. Just different lines from the different characters. I, I'm so glad we got that because it felt like just one final goodbye to the regular timeline as we know it. Because now, it's just everything is gonna be. I think complicated to explain to a to someone who just like is just a modern fan who just like casually that's the word casual fan a kind ca- who casually just listens like watches along and just like okay these characters are here these characters here but it's it's crazy that we're at where we're at now if that makes sense
2: yeah and and I kind of thought about that too when you had mentioned. Um, MCU like timeline. I know Disney Plus lays it out that way. I know many people that I'm friends with that say, yeah, I, I like the MCU, but I'm-, I'm due for a rewatch. So I'm going to just watch them in timeline order. So I'll start with <laughs> Captain America, then I'll go to Captain Marvel, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, if you are doing that now, and you're not truly aware of everything going on, you might start with Once you hit the Avengers and then you go to Loki, you're going to be like, wait, you're going to watch a lot of movies before this Loki ramifications happen. If you're watching in chronological order, the way Disney Plus sets it up, you watch Avengers, you're like, sweet, first team up movie. You watch Loki, you're like, crap, the multiverse, Kang, this is crazy. And then you're gonna watch like Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, more team up movies. And you're gonna be like, what, what is going on? What happened to the events of Loki if you're doing that chronological order? But like you said, the MCU, the people behind Marvel right now don't care about the casual fans, and that's completely okay. It was, so if, if you're a casual fan, I'm, I'm just warning you.
1: <laughs> that would definitely – it definitely does seem like that. But, I mean, like, I would think, you know, 13 years in the game, you know what I'm saying – if, if you were born late, man, you you probably just missed it. You know, like like me, I missed my ticket to Hogwarts. You may have missed your your ticket to the MCU. So you're going to have to catch up. That's all that is. But
0: <laughs> I missed my ticket to Naruto a long time ago. I'm not catching up.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, just, I think they don't. They don't really care. Marvel doesn't really care right now about um, future fans not understanding the timeline mm-hmm. of things. And to be honest with you, that's OK. It's not their job. That's not bashing on this show, that's not bashing on the timeline that takes place. It it just is what it is. Like it our kids or you know, someone who's a little bit younger right now that when they're age appropriate to watch these movies, they might be a little tripped out on what's going on timeline wise.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that could be the fun of it, you know what I'm saying? In in helping uh the younger generation catch up and, you know, explaining stories or whatever you know this could be our generation star wars where it's like hey you know sit your kids down and be like okay this is how loki fits into this and this is you know what i'm saying but yeah but back to the show this is something i absolutely have to talk about episode 3 i think was universally regarded as the worst episode of the series at least for at least that what i saw you know what i'm saying in my in my small circle I um, would say
0: I want to say the worst. I'd say I'd say it's the most boring if it makes sense because there's just a lot of sitting down and talking. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's the worst though, because like these these episodes definitely have their moments. And I enjoyed this episode for what it was, but at the same time, it was just, it was a slower episode.
1: It it was a slower episode, and especially coming off of the first two, which I think were pretty uh solid. Solid, you know what I'm saying? Very not necessarily action heavy. Those were also talk heavy episodes, but you you felt like you were going somewhere. Whereas this one sort of grinded to a halt, and we had to have this whole other adventure separate from the one that we were we were on already. So I think that's what, what really kind of upset a lot of people. But I think episode three had a lot of great moments in it. Like, first off, visually, the whole time that they're they're on Lamentus. I mean it's gorgeous like seriously like the cinematography the coloring it, it was all amazing it has that incredible one shot at the end of the episode that's tracking them as they're fighting to get back on the ship uh you know what i'm saying they, you have that that scene where they're in the diner sitting uh, a diner or they're on the ship and they are talking about their relationships and stuff like that and uh loki gives that incredible answer to what love is love is a dagger and he explains this whole metaphor i just thought that was some great character stuff in that episode like yes it does slow down the momentum that we have for the first two but as far as character stuff that it was working on i thought it was a great episode
2: see exactly you you always have those hot takes phoenix you always do you you just said you started off this topic by saying universally the least favorite. Uh, and then you're like, oh, I thought it was a great episode. I loved it. You, you always do that.
1: Uh, I mean, but I think I argued my point well.
2: <laughs> For me, I think it was a little strange. And again, maybe this was me just being behind the times on things with this show. I think it was a little strange that like they kind of just brushed over the whole the event that we created on lamentus mm-hmm. suddenly sparked the the TVA could end. Like, to me, that was a little, I was like, what? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. The,
2: the, the TVA has been around for how long and they can't handle that event? To, to me, and I'm not trying to poke holes in the show or anything, we're just having a lively discussion. It was like, to me, the stakes of what happened on lamentus were not high enough for then the after effects to be like oh this could take down the tva wait what
0: what <laughs> really? the 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 way i see it um is the, like are you t- you're talking about like the massive spike that happened right yeah okay so my 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 thing with that is um i definitely think that after episode 6 that makes a lot more sense to me um because them becoming a pair because like th- them beginning now knowing each other, I think the TVA was always meant like part of the timeline was the TVA always was always meant to get them off of lamentus, and I think them finally like doing like gaining a full bond with each other meant that the giant spike would have been Kang, uh, oh because they, they well one they when they were brought back, back to the TVA they were both separated in question. And then from there, just the entire downfall of the TVA happened. So I think that giant spike was supposed to happen because their bond activated. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> it's all
2: because of love.
1: No, I'm curious. Love is
2: the answer for everything.
1: I, I'm, I'm curious about that because I'm like, okay, like I, I get, I get where Nathan's coming from because it's like, okay, is it because that they're close together, or is it because like if they mate, the like destroy the? T- I don't know. No, is it, no. Is it just because I, they're the same person that what what happens? I don't get that.
0: It's because they. I, this tough like I'm I'm not on the whole love. I'm not talking about the whole love trend right now. I'm talking about as far as them coming together as a pair to take down the TVA because now Loki is less on the team of TVA. And more on the team of okay, they are not who they actually say they are. Let's take them down because he 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 figures it out towards the middle of the episode. But and then now because toward when in the beginning they were accepting defeat, and but he still he still activated that fire of okay, I want to take down the TVA. I've had a chance. So the way I see it is because they're because they're they're bond activated. And it shot up a giant spike. Because that spike was the thing that kicked off the multiverse, in my opinion. Because when they brought him back, to, like I said, like I just mentioned, they brought him back to TVA. They, after anything after that, caused the downtown downfall of TVA because you had B15, who is on her own world learning about the TVA being false and her being a variant. And then, um, and then Mobius is doing some investigation after being told that the TVA is lying to him. He finds out that Hunter B-20, or C-20, died mm-hmm. from, um, I forget the main character's name. Um, so uh, they- No, the, the judge.
1: Judge Renslayer.
0: Renslayer, yes. Um, she's actually the love interest of Kang, but we'll talk about it in a second. But... Um, <clears throat> They both found out that, that they were lied to by her, so neither of them trusted her. They even did things behind her back. Right. And so anything after that led to the entire downfall of TVA.
1: Well, my question is, that spike, was that spike supposed to be another timeline? Was that what that was?
0: The way I see it, no. because um, okay. Like I just mentioned earlier, I think the TVA was always meant to pull them. I, I think timeline-wise, I think the TVA was always... Meant to pull them back into the TPA and save them from lamentus.
2: Okay. One thing that I want to talk about that uh, has not been mentioned at all is Mobius. Yes. Owen Wilson. Yes. Um, <laughs> most people just think of Owen Wilson as a meme. Mm-mm. I don't, um, because ever since I walked or I watched through Wes Anderson's filmography. And Owen Wilson's in like seven of his eight movies or something like that. Um, I recognize that that he's more than a meme and I wish society will do the same. And I think his role in Loki is part of that. Um, he's a fantastic actor. He was perfect for this role and for what they were trying to do. You know, we got to start up a new series. Perfect castings for the 2020s. Uh, Owen Wilson will be on it. No, but he... he He was phenomenal for what they were trying to do. And he had a true character arc, too. We talk about these Marvel properties and these MCU shows that just don't have a ton of character arcs for supporting characters. And they did a great job writing Mobius. And I was happy to see what his character did uh, at the end and completely changing his, his whole aura around and his whole mindset around the TVA.
0: Yeah, exactly. The something that actually did shock me was at the very end, when so Sil- okay, so Sylvie pushed Loki right before she killed King. Sylvie pushed Loki back to the TVA, but since the multiverse was already branching off, the T this is where it gets me is the TVA that Loki was pushed into wasn't the same TVA that they were there be- at before, because um, both B fifteen and uh, Mobius knew who Kang was because he, they were both like does he just want us to let it keep branching like this? They're like I guess so mm-hmm. but when Loki runs up to them Mobius is like who are you? Are, are, you work here right? Who, who are you? Mm-hmm. That's because the time that's thats a different multiverse now that's, one, that's a universe that the TVA does exist but directly works under Kang. They know who they're serving under. They know the person that they have to work for and that's why that giant statue was much different, and it was absolutely insane when I saw that. And then it just ends. So yeah.
2: that uh, that shot that you were referencing too is a reference to Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to spoil that for anyone who has not seen that, but that is a Planet of the Apes reference. So good, good on good on the uh, producers and directors for including that in. That's pretty cool. But. Um, Phoenix, did you have did you have something to say?
1: No, no, I was just saying that I haven't seen Planet of the Apes yet, so thank you
2: for that. Uh, <laughs> that's embarrassing.
1: It's a great movie, man. I'm gonna get there one day. <laughs> just don't
0: watch the Mark Wahlberg version; you'll be fine.
2: Well, I'd like to go back and and talk about that final episode and and just kind of air some grievances for a moment because. Marvel is becoming obsessed with this one thing and this isn't just a Marvel thing. This is a movies and TV show in general thing that I'd just like to air some grievances for. Can we please stop having people who love each other fight to the death or fight to uh, severely harm each other simply because they love each other? I I, I that's gotta stop. That's gotta <laughs> stop. Like are you a friend? Black Widow and Hawkeye did it? Over the soul stone, no, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. No, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, so let's fight. Uh, what? And then they did it in the Black Widow movie. Her and Yelena did, and I get why they did it. Trust me, I'm yeah, aware.
1: Yeah, that one made more sense.
2: But, and then Sylvie and Loki, they're just fighting because they have a different opinion.
1: Well, oh, I mean, I think it was always Sylvie's goal to kill who was ever in, in charge of the TVA. Like we, we even saw it when she, she, she threw it at the timekeepers. You know what I'm saying? Like she, her goal was always to kill who was behind it. And I think Loki was like, "Look, like we don't know if he's telling the truth, but if he is, this is really serious. Like we can't do this." And exactly. And truth be told, this may be. You know the 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 corny obvious way of putting it, but I think killing the guy behind the TVA was always Sylvie's quote unquote glorious purpose.
2: No, look, look, and, I get, I get the reason. I get yeah, the reason. I'm just look, saying, I think it's, I think it's a cheap out writing method mm-hmm. to just say two characters have a difference of opinion. Let's have them literally fist fight or sword fight <laughs> or whatever fight each other because they have a, such a strong difference of opinion. Like I just, I think that's such well, I mean, weak writing, no matter what we're talking about. I mean,
1: if someone's keeping you from your glorious purpose, man, you know what I'm saying? They got to get up out of the way, you yeah. <laughs> All right. But so I also I, I, like, I'm sorry, I just want to reference this one thing because I just made that up off the top of my head and I think I'm right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, when uh, Sylvie and, and Loki are finally uh captured by the TVA, and Sylvie asks Judge Renslayer what she what her crime was, what what was her severe crime that she had to be kidnapped as a kid, and she says she doesn't know. I think that's what it was, that she was always going to be the one to kill the uh kill Kang. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why they wanted to arrest her and prune her and get rid of her. But uh, that's just me. That's a theory.
0: But I think I'm right. So, yeah. Go ahead, Brent. You're, that's <laughs> a pretty good theory. I, I, <laughs> I wonder if it'll get expanded in season two. Um, I was going to say is, like, who do you think in this case was right? Sylvia or Loki? For me, like, I, I'm both sides on this one. Like, as, as a fan who has, like, been super excited to see the multiverse, I think Sylvia was okay and justified <laughs> what she was doing. On a common sense standpoint, though, I don't think killing Kang was the right idea because now Doctor Strange is going to have a lot on his plate (laughs) and the MCU as we know it has completely changed.
2: I think that question specifically, it's a little bit of a loaded question, right? Because you definitely sympathize with Sylvie and her situation and being abducted um, when she was as a child and living this horrible life that she knows with the TVA and and wanting to get her revenge for that, of course. But it's a loaded question in the sense that we as the audience know how bad opening up all these timelines are and know how much of a headache the multiverse is gonna be and how many people are gonna die because of it. So of course we want we know Loki's right in that sense and and wanting things to remain the same. So I was personally never like, yeah, kill him. Let's open up the multiverse. That that'll be good. <laughs> That's just me. But and and I also want to talk about too. Um, I really like what they did with Jonathan Majors and Kang specifically. They didn't introduce him as the big bad immediately. No. They didn't introduce him as just this evil, menacing conqueror they introduced him as a protector in Overwatch or someone who is genuinely doing great things for the universe. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was really interesting and really kind of opened people's eyes to what the multiverse or what this version of the multiverse is going to be. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, Thanos' entrance, he was just always he was always that guy like he was, I don't want to say nice or by any means, but he was just sitting around delegating people to go do things, trying to get like other people to do the work for him. And then when he steps in, you can see kind of a nice side from him. Like because in infinity war, he didn't want to kill these people that he killed, but they were in his way to get the stones. So that's the way I saw it is like Thanos was introduced as a bad person. You saw his kind of character arc in, Infinity War, and then he just ends up being a bad person. You introduce Kang as a nice person, and then you see the consequences of killing the nice guy and bringing in a different variant of Kang. And the one that we're about to get is not very friendly at all. Because, like, you even saw it in his little explanation with the little tiki pots or or whatever, his little metal die casts that he did.
2: Mm -hmm. Which, those were sweet. Yes. They were.
0: The the animation of that was so nice. <laughs> but um we are we're screwed. The <laughs> MCU is screwed. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah. Uh I do want to point out one thing that you just brought up. Uh Jonathan Majors' performance in in episode 6 was I mean, chef's kiss. So good. Like <laughs> Like, like you said, like he, he doesn't come off. He doesn't give you that, that, you know, brash, arrogant, violent, you know, character. This is a guy who knows the end and the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He, he gets, he gets to be very calm. He gets to be studied. He gets to be nuanced. He, and in that sense, he's utterly terrifying. Like Loki says it, like this dude's terrifying. Like, and so like. Just the way he played that, the subtle pauses, the, the, the dramatics. I mean, I'm so excited to see what he does with the variants of that character. But, man, just the way he played that one, I was like uh, over the moon impressed. Uh, so shout out Jonathan Majors.
2: Yeah, apparently he said that he's a trained clown. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that, that he used I'm his not, performance as clown work.
0: and I'm not to kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know I know I saw I saw the article like he actually used like some of the um, acting classes he took for like clown work he applied it to this version of Kang that's why you see him like bouncing around and stuff
1: oh that's great that's great stuff yeah. um
0: it, it it worked for the character that he was as the nice version of King because oh, yeah. he's just like happy and giddy you can see him just like joking around just like sitting like L from Death Note in his chair eating an apple <laughs>
1: phoenix got my joke i i got you yes it's a, <laughs> that's like that's a pretty good comparison yes
2: <laughs> uh, yeah that, that reference is not for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but um so let's take it back a little bit further episode five uh which in my opinion is is the worst episode of of the show but uh this is where we meet the other variants of loki we got the uh, the Kid Loki, the Classic Loki, Boastful Loki, Alligator Loki, President Loki. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was an interesting episode that, again, I felt like if, if you felt like, you know, the story that we were headed on in the first two episodes got halted by the third, it, it definitely felt like, to me, the, 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 the path that we were on in the fourth episode got halted by the fifth. Because it was a lot of the stuff in the void that I was like, Eh, like, like it, it, I mean, it's good stuff, I guess. But for the most part, it felt like it was those other Loki story, as opposed to the main story that we were it,
2: on. It was a, it was a total setup episode. Like, let's it, not, it, it, let's yeah. not call it anything from what it's not. It was a total setup episode.
1: But I, I, I
0: think, I think it was a fun setup episode. Um, before I talk about the multiverse of Loki's that we got. I just want to quickly mention that we were snubbed of a reference of when Mobius was driving the car. He could have been like, ka-chow!
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, anyways, <laughs> Nate was just sitting there like, bro. <laughs> oh, but man. Hey, anyways, talking about the multiverse of Lokis. Um, classic Loki, I loved the, the fact they brought Richard E. Grant, who was General Pride in uh, Rise of Skywalker, it's good to see him in more work. Um, he's having, he's having the highlight of his career right now. Like even, no matter what you think about the rise of Skywalker, he got to be in star Wars. He got to be in Marvel. His, his career is really like finally taking off in the, in the path that I like it to. Um, Kid Loki did a great job. I like his Nexus event of killing Thor. Um, somebody made a reference of him accidentally, like in Thor Ragnarok, Thor told the story about Loki turning into a snake and like, and, and like, and and then turning back into a human is like, ah, it's me and stabbed him. So people were like, oh, maybe that's where he accidentally killed Thor. And then um can't can't forget about talking about alligator Loki. Um the thing that um everybody's trying to make polo shirts out of, putting them on a little like Lacoste, but I'm telling you, Lacoste's legal team is going. <laughs> they are gonna go after those, and it's hilarious. But alligator Loki was great. Um it remind it really reminded me of the uh, of that time uh, of when Grogu was introduced in Mandalorian, that all the merch and love for him that's definitely happening now. And then I loved President Loki for how little we got him. I, I I enjoyed his character. He's like, Which one of you were us? He like, he knows. And then he's trying to take the throne. And then all the, min- all the other Lokis that were with them are trying to take the throne too. They like backstab him. I thought that was hilarious.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just I, um, I, I didn't get as much um, enjoyment out of the other Lokis as I think a bunch of people did. Um, that's just me personally. None of them had any depth to them whatsoever outside of the one Richard E. Grant played. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah, they were fun to see. But to me, they were nothing more than that. None of them had any character arcs, none of them had any depth. There's zero reason for me to care about them outside of the 30 minutes they appear in uh, other than Alligator Loki because that's extraordinarily clever. Um, but but again, like there's just no reason for me to care about them because they were in it for so short a time and didn't have any impact whatsoever. Sure, you could say, oh yeah, well, they helped get them to Kang and, and whatnot, but Are they really? If we're telling the story of the MCU, are they going to be mentioned? No, they're not.
0: I think they'll be in season two. I think Loki's going to try and go back and consult help because of what just happened. So, I think they'll definitely be back. Um, I think Richard E. Grant just posted a couple months ago that he was just he was back on set for Loki, but he just said he was in Atlanta, so could be.
1: Okay, so yeah, I think I think you make a good point. I think that seeing them was a setup for something in the future Um, whether it's you know in the multiverse or or Loki season two I think we'll see them again but like yeah just for me like the only person who really got story was the classic Loki which is great for Richard E. Grant and it was a great moment that he had that final moment of that episode I thought that was really great stuff but yeah uh, for me it, it was a drag like as, as an episode it was a drag
0: oh i i totally agree yeah i totally agree
1: <laughs> but especially for it being the one before the finale yeah that, that was that was a bit of a drag but other than that like ep- we we haven't talked about episode four enough which i think was i think i don't know what it is about Disney Plus shows, but their fourth episode—that's that, where they put their foot down. That's where they're like, "We're gonna make sure that you 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 recognize this show." I know, something about their fourth episodes—they just do it big. And this, like, this one had one of the best like finishes we have seen. We got to see them attack the TVA. Finally, we get some answers. It's looking like things are going crazy. We see both uh Mobius and Loki get pruned it's like an insane episode like episode four was crazy good in terms of story which is another reason why episode five irritated me because it was like we are a roller coaster of emotions and then we just stop. but uh yeah any other thoughts on Loki gentlemen any other theories I should say uh,
0: um
2: okay go go ahead Brandon
0: I was going to say, um, I was going I was to mention some things from earlier that we had um, discussed. We had a couple things that happened. Um, the fact, okay, so a couple theories that I had back when we were talking WandaVision. I was talking about the fact that um, I thought Wanda was going to create the multiverse. And I thought that was going to lead into da, multi, Multiverse of Madness where Dr. Strange been like, damn, what the heck? Um Wanda what did you do? I thought the dark hole would have started that and I'm going back on that. I'm like, wow, I was I was I was wrong. Once again for something that uh, was talked about for this um but I'm really excited to see where the rest of the MCU goes with this and how they're going to handle season 2 of Loki because from what I've been hearing um, Tom Hiddleston was secretly cast in Multiverse of Madness and if that happens I'm so glad because there's a comic panel that I've seen where it's Wanda as Scarlet Witch Doctor Strange and Loki all working together using their powers to fight people and like together and I've always wanted to see that and when Loki died in Infinity War I'm like damn we're not going to get that now but it finally happened and I'm glad that there's a possibility for that happening now and overall for the future of the MCU I'm excited as hell over it. So, um, what what's next? No way home, right? So, if is that next?
1: if yeah, oh, that's December, right?
2: Well, yes. it's not the next. It's not the next MCU movie, right? That's what I was wondering. What's We're going to get Shang Chi and Eternal, oh, right? Right. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I and crazy. probably Hawkeye before then. I don't know. I don't well, know. Oh, oh, is there other films coming before December? oh yeah shang chi's coming and eternals are coming before before spider-man no way home oh man i did not know that yeah that's right so and what if will be there too
0: okay sweet sweet i'm i'm actually excited about that now
2: year so i want to pose this question to you guys obviously we have a ton of multiverse content coming what if is not going to be um impacted for this mcu timeline right it's It's its own Mm sub-series. Obviously, we're getting No Way Home. We're getting Multiverse of Madness. Do you think, though, we see anything of Kang or of Loki or anything of the characters from Loki? Do you think the next time we see any of those characters is Season 2 of Loki? Or could you see Sylvie or Loki or Mobius or Kang popping up in any of the future movies before we get Loki season two. And real quick, before I throw that out there, I know that Kang is supposed to be the primary villain for Ant-Man three. That is not coming out for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I would, I'm putting all my cards uh, uh, in the middle of the table to say, we'll get Loki season two before we'll get Ant-Man three. So we'll see Kang before then. But do we think we see any of these Loki characters before Loki season two.
0: Okay. The way I see this is I, 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 all right, real fast. I want you, I want us to record this little snippet uh, to save for whenever that time comes. But currently, the only way I can see other, like, I, I can see Loki popping up in Multiverse of Madness and stuff. I don't know if it'll be like TVA Loki. It might be a different Loki. But I can definitely see one. I can definitely see Loki popping up. Um, Wanda's already confirmed for Multiverse of Madness, but as far as Loki characters go, the only one I can see them actually being in, other than like an end credit scene, is Multiverse of Madness. If that makes sense.
1: Uh, I could see some really creative things happen in Multiverse of Madness. I don't think we'll see... I, I definitely think we see Loki pop up again. Um, I doubt we see anybody else from the TVA. Before
2: AM. season before Loki Season 2.
1: Yeah, before Loki Season 2. I, I, I definitely think we see Loki pop up. Um, I think we see Kang at some point before Loki Season 2. I'm not sure where, but I do think he pops up somewhere, at some point. Um... I don't think we see Sylvie again until Loki season
2: two. To me, I I just, I think Sylvie is a good character to show up in other properties and just kind of make her mark or be a cameo. But they're going to have her in Loki season two, so I just would wonder about the continuity of that. Kang to me, like big bad Kang to me, is the (laughs) version that I could easily see being an end credit scene. I don't think he'll pop up in No Way Home. That movie's got way too much going on right now to even include him. But I could see an end credit scene there. I could see an end credit scene for Eternals. I could see an end credit scene for you know how these movies do it. Sometimes they, they're always trying to set up the next movie or the next thing. You know, of course they sometimes they try to throw in a little joke end credit scene, but they're always setting up for the next thing. So. I would not be shocked if Multiverse of Madness end credit scene is Kang, and that's going to set up Ant-Man 3, or is going to set up Loki Season 2. Um, I don't think there's any fit to see them in Shang-Chi or in Hawkeye. Or Eternal. I, I can see it kind of happening in Eternals,
0: only because there was a line in the trailer, they were like, oh, we didn't intervene until now, where everybody thought it was after like the whole blip thing, but now that the Multiverse is here, now that there's a reason for them to interfere, but going back to that, I can only see like, as far as like upcoming things, like Nathan was just saying
1: is Eternals. Yeah, I can definitely see. I, I think yeah, I agree with Nathan about it. Like, I can't even mean, credit in, in, in Eternals. That so makes, I makes, do want to,
2: there's there's another thing I want to mention just because we um, are moving towards the future of the MCU and what this series and what Loki season one has provided the rest of the mcu what if you could sum up the one thing i was mad about with wandavision the number one thing i was mad about with wandavision guys what what would that have been ralph boner 100 <laughs> percent. oh really? you know i'm not gonna get into it again i'm not but <laughs> they cast evan peters right. just to make a boner joke um <laughs> And they completely not just tricked us out, they completely, completely
0: lied um, to us.
2: Yeah, lied to us. Since the events of WandaVision take place after the multiverse gets broken up, um, they have legitimate grounds now to say that is just a Quicksilver right. variant that is mm-hmm. nobody. That's, mm. a no, he, where, that's a Quicksilver variant That lost his powers Doesn't have powers That is just a nobody They have legitimate grounds now To back that up And where they did pull a fake out And yes that was not cool <laughs> They still have grounds To make up for it It's like mm-hmm. when you F up pretty bad But you're like wait I can, I can make good mm-hmm. I, I can do something to where you're not mad at me anymore That's what they're going to do. And I think they have legitimate grounds for it because there's no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. With everything they did with Evan Peters, now that the multiverse is open, they have a legitimate door to make good and bring the true or whatever we're calling it, the proper timeline um, version of Evan Peters' Quicksilver into the picture.
1: I can see that...
0: I can, I can see that happening like because, okay, so going back to now that the multiverse is here, going back if you look back, every single piece of Marvel content that we have ever gotten is now MCU canon. So I can see them I can see that as a way to segue some of the X-Men into it because I think Wanda's is still going to start the the House of M like that, Mutants and all that. So but the like like we just talked about Evan Peters being back i can see him being a variant in one division and the actual version of Evan Peters coming in because of this multiversal branch
2: exactly exactly and i i'm just saying i'm just saying they 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 can make good they can make good on that um i so i think that's super interesting the thing that i definitely fear um i of course we're ready for the multiverse i'm ready to see some crazy stuff happened, but I'm scared too, because I'm scared that Marvel already, the the MCU, as much as we love it, felt a smidge inconsequential with their villains. Um, Thanos, obviously, wiped out, had, had massive ramifications, but pick out any solo movie, and let's talk about their villain, and which other than Loki and Killmonger truly had huge ramifications. Sure, Mysterio outed Peter at the end of Far From Home, but we don't know what those ramifications are yet, so we can't speak to that. Like Ghost, Vulture, Obadiah Stane, like not, these these villains, They they become forgettable and they become disposable. And the problem is, is now that they're opening up the multiverse, they have grounds to just pull anyone they want back from the dead. And when it's, it, it felt inconsequential enough without the multiverse. And, and I'm going to have people telling me, oh, was Endgame inconsequential? Was Civil War inconsequential? Of course not. Of course not. But those are massive team-up movies. We got to find ways to make these individual moments, these individual stories more value, more meaning, higher stakes. And now that they have the multiverse, they could bring back just anyone from the dead. And I know what you're going to say, Brandon. You're going to say they'd be different versions of themselves. No, no, no. still, they can pull back anyone from the dead now, and I just think that is a very, very slippery slope.
0: (laughs) I was about to mention, because you mentioned Vulture, he's part of the Sinister Six for Spider-Man, so... Now that they're bringing Electro, Jamie Foxx's Electro, which we are presuming is multiverse now, and Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, which is also multiverse, the Vulture that we have in 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 world, which is Michael Keaton, I think there's a slim chance that that'll be the version that we'll get for the Sinister Six. I could I hope be so. wrong because I, I could so. be wrong because that's because he kind of protected him in the end credit scene of Spider Man uh, Homecoming, but. At the same time, I could be wrong.
2: So, what's our Sinister Six looking like? Jamie Fox, Alfred Molina, Mysterio, Michael, Ke-
0: Mysterio, Michael Keaton, Vulture, um,
2: Sandman, and Green Goblin.
0: I don't think it's San- uh, it's Rhino. Oh. I think it's Rhino. <laughs>
2: Rhino oh, really? The- Rhino Paul me. Giamatti is coming oh, back. Oh, oh God, no! Please, no! <laughs> I thought I thought uh, the dude that played Sandman in Spider-Man Three got got rumored. Like I'm
1: heavy
2: saying, oh, yeah. I, think, I, he, I
1: he think he he definitely got rumored, but I don't think anything was confirmed.
0: Okay, so the Sinister Six consists of Doc Ock, Vulture, Electro, Mysterio, Sandman, and Kraven the Hunter.
2: Right, but we know that that's not going to happen in the movie. Completely, it it can be a little bit varied. Mm-hmm. We're going way off track here, but um, <laughs> gosh, we're just so excited about this multiverse but... stuff, but. Phoenix, do you at least agree with me a little bit that they're going down a slippery slope of becoming inconsequential if, wow, we have major, major death of character A, mm-hmm. we can just pull another universe character in here?
1: Well, yes, yes and no, right? Because on one hand, I think it depends on how it's handled, right? Like, if you say, hey, we got a new multiverse and we just bring back everyone, hmm,
2: <laughs> You're gonna get a little sloppy. There. Well, the problem is, you do it once, everyone's gonna want you to do it again. Exactly. And I mean, everyone like the fans.
1: Exactly. And here's like what, you know,
2: you know, I know, you know. Now that <laughs> now that this has happened, you know, there are people, especially with the movie just coming out, people are gonna be like, the multiverse is open. Just go grab another Black Widow, and and she's back. And and listen, and I am okay with that,
1: but it's gotta be. It can't be like something where it's like. Oh, we're gonna bring back uh, Scarlet Witch for for Phase Five, or sorry, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson for Phase Five, and then we're gonna bring back Robert Downey Jr. in Phase Six, and then we're gonna, you know, it can't be that. It's gotta, That's it's gotta be like,
2: yeah. But they've opened the window to do that. That's part of but the. But that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean
1: they will. Like now, if you do bring them back for like say flashbacks or something like that, or you know, saying have them do voice work or yada yada. That's cool. I don't have anything against that. Even if you say, hey, we're gonna dip into the multiverse and get a different version of that character, I'm okay with that, but again, it can't be all of them. So that's I that's just
2: that's I the really one thing hope they don't. I yeah. really hope they don't. Yeah, because then a, it makes it makes death, then it makes consequences feel exactly. like they can be erased easily.
1: Right. And, and I'm not for that particularly, and so I'll say this, I'm super happy that we are getting a Loki season two. I really, really am. And if it's great, great, maybe we'll get a season three. Who knows? I don't know. I'd be okay with seeing as far as this character can go. I'd I was, be okay with it. I was however, shocked. Yeah, However, no disrespect to Tom Hiddleston. I know he recently said he'd love to play this character for the rest of his life, but at some point, you got to die. <laughs> like, like you got to die and it's got to be final and it's got to be the real thing. And you cannot come back. Like, it's got to be like that. If, if it's going to be like that for, for Robert Downey Jr. if it's going to be like that for, you know, Killmonger. It's got to be like that for even your major characters at some point in the cinematic universe, they can do whatever they, they want to do in the comics, but in the cinematic universe, you got to die. At some point. Okay. We gotta be okay with that.
2: And and real quick, like <laughs> we're entering the phase of the MCU of passing the torch big time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna get we, we just got Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow passing the torch to her sister. We're gonna have Hawkeye passing into his daughter. We're gonna have Ant Man, they're setting up the young Avengers. Like we're gonna have a lot of torch passing please don't we got natalie portman my girl coming in as as female thor like so much is gonna happen please please don't do this with loki please don't make sylvie like the The new new loki Loki or anything please don't do that please please please
1: Please. (laughs) all right any final thoughts on loki season one Gosh, I completely forgot what we were talking about Loki. <laughs> we went, we, we went off of the deep end on there. With, well, why don't we, we really
2: did? Why don't we just briefly go over some predictions for what season two would look like? And obviously, that's a little bit dependent on Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home and some of these other projects. But you know, let's let's at least borderline ballpark some predictions for what season two is going to look like. Honestly, my brain is fried on predictions because I've just been
0: like contemplating so much of how this MCU could go. So I have like if if it was going to be season two was its own thing and it wasn't affecting the main MCU. I could have seen how things would go. They would try to fix the multiverse then and there. But there's no way for me to see how this is going right now because of just how much is going on and how much this show affects the main, main like main
2: variants of
0: everything that makes sense for MCU.
2: My main prediction for Loki season two is that the scientist friend is John Krasinski and his Reed Richards. <laughs> and that the, the uh, bunny is secretly Mephisto. <laughs> All right. Time to wrap it up.
1: Oh my God. Mephisto's back. He's back in play. Um, so, yeah, it is dependent on what happens in uh, in uh, Multiverse of Madness and whatever comes, comes after that before we get to Loki Season 2. I imagine that's going to have some heavy implications. But um, I have one prediction that I'm not terribly confident in, but I could totally see Marvel doing.
2: Is it that Hayward is Ultron?
1: Oh, God, I hope not. It's um, <laughs> that I could see... Loki trying to figure out a way to defeat or try to stop Kang that involves him gathering up all of his variants. And I'm not sure exactly what that will do, but I could see that happening in in some way. And I think it may work for one of the variants of Kang. That's another prediction I'm going to make is that Unlike, you know, how we saw Thanos at the ends of certain movies and, you know, it built to his two big movies. I think what will happen is we'll see the same with Kang, but he'll get defeated in different ways. But it still won't be the main Kang that we finally see until until it's that time.
2: So, yeah. And and I agree because the version of Kang that we got, tame Kang, is. Mm-hmm. Um, made it very evident that there's going to be endless of them. So I completely agree. They made sure that the audience understood that there is endless realities, endless of each individual. So he wasn't just like, yeah, there's one of me that's going to just be hard as hell to defeat. No, I mean, Mm -hmm. like there's going to be (laughs) – I agree with you, Phoenix. I don't think it's going to be – Oh, he's dead there up oh, they killed him again up oh, like a running sitcom gag but no. I, I do agree with you there's gonna be more than one
1: yeah I think we'll, we'll see multiple finishes of this character at least at least I would say three like and you could argue that we've already seen one so maybe two more all right so overall I gotta get you guys' final score on this. And your final rating, ranking, where? What is your final score on Loki,
0: Brandon? I, I'm gonna have to give Loki a five out of five because overall it was a solid series. <laughs> I, Nathan's all appalled, but you know how lean you know how lenient I am on giving things five stars. I'm I'm pretty easy to give things five stars. Um, just I think this was a solid series and. I think that the way this is going to go for the future of the MCU is going to be great. And, yeah. So, Nathan, what did you think? What did you give this a star
2: rating of? It's going to be a B-plus for me. It's a a 3.5 out of 5, if we are grading it out that way. The ending 100% saved this. It did. Um, Not that it was bad by any means, but the ending... Severely bumped this up for me. Um, it they handled it phenomenal. It is a near perfect episode of cinema, or excuse me, episode for me. Um, near perfect episode. Like I said, I don't like that when you have dis- when you disagree with someone, you need to fist fight them. Um, but <laughs> regardless, um, it was great. Like I said, each minute that goes by, the more and more I love the show. But to me, it was just a little too inconsistent. I couldn't agree with you more, Phoenix. I think episode five, uh, I just, I don't want to sit here and say it's overrated or anything like that, but I'm just not in that camp. Everyone else loves it. I'm just not part of that group. I did think it was uninteresting. I did think it was unengaging. And while other people were having a blast with it, I was ready for the episode to end. Yeah. Um, and when three of your episodes are like that, and you're a six episode show that that can't happen, so um I think that season two coming is definitely gonna gonna benefit it. but as far as what a season ranking I would give it right now what what an overall ranking I'd give it right now for season one, going with a b plus and that is an upgrade over what I thought about it last night, so that's a good thing. All
1: right. I'm just ready to
2: see Mephisto in season two. <laughs>
1: I am going with a solid four. Um, I really, really enjoyed Loki. Uh, I thought it was great. Like, episode five is really the only one that I felt was a huge drag on the show. Um, like, a huge drag. But uh, I felt like episode four was incredible. Episode six, I mean, stuck the landing. Really stuck the landing. And it definitely had intrigue and mystery it was confusing at times it uh didn't have as much action as the two previous Disney plus shows but it was still solid solid stuff I mean I enjoyed it I thought it was visually beautiful and it had a really great story and I'm madly in love with Tara Strong as Miss Minutes um (laughs) like I don't know why I'm just I, I love that character uh and yeah I think she did an amazing job But I thought it was a solid show. Solid. Uh, Right now, I have it above WandaVision. That may change. I have it above WandaVision, but that may change. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is still my number one. Loki's in the middle. WandaVision's barely holding on the third. Might be moved up again. Uh, We'll have to see what comes next, but that's where I'm at with it.
2: I just want to say, uh, if you are made it this far, chances are you're a huge fan of the MCU. Last week, well, yeah, recently, one of the most recent episodes, if you listen to this one, was our Black Widow review. Go ahead and check that out. In the last few months, you shouldn't have to scroll down that far. We did a segment where we rated the future MCU shows based on excitement. That one did include Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, pre them coming out. So you got to see our hype levels before that and we also ranked secret invasion and Moon night and all that and i am hyped to report that we will be going back to weekly reviews for hawkeye when that comes out so um i know that we had did, done weekly reviews for wandavision we kind of fell by the wayside with the last two shows but we will be back doing weekly reviews for hawkeye um so please go ahead and check that out if you're a huge mcu fan we have tons of content here for that. We also did an end game review. That was a while back. Go ahead and check that out. However you listen to this, if you could please drop five stars, drop a thumbs up, however the rate system works, we would really, really appreciate it. We are still growing as a podcast and we'd just love if you could do that for us. So thank you so much.
1: All right. We're going to get up out of here, guys. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir.
0: You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-A-S-M-I-C Ears on Twitter. That's fantasmic Ears. Uh, check me out over there. Check me out on Letterboxd
1: because. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because you just started logging your films,
0: right? No, I, I've been logging my films. Oh, but... oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Nathan, where can
2: everybody find you, sir? Yep, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nathan Peg. I am watching through Paul Thomas Anderson's filmography for the very first time. I've never seen a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, well, before Friday. Um, so I'm watching through his filmography right now. You can follow me along there to, to stay tuned with what's going on. After that, I'm watching all of the X-Men movies. I have only seen a couple of those as well. So it should be a fun journey here. It should be a fun journey. Follow me over on Letterboxd at NathanPig. But please, please, please follow the show over on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. We do a ton of great stuff to interact with you guys. We did a live um, fleet for about 30 minutes for a live um, audio space on Twitter. So some of our Twitter followers could have a little bit better access. We do crazy stuff like that all the time. Um, So please go ahead and follow the show over there and subscribe. However you listen to this, you get all our episodes. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, guys.
1: Absolutely. And my name is Phoenix Cloud. you guys can find me on Twitter at imhoreviews reviews one. That's the number one and on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. Check out my Harry Potter marathon binge going on right now as I'm watching those movies for the very first time ever. And as Nathan said, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at film Co. pod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.